plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners, and welcome to our informational playground, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. I am your host and producer, Cynthia Bryan, and happy, happy new year. It's going to be a great year because we are going to make it so. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel, and we are going to jump right into our party time because we have such a terrific guest with us today, Dan Millman. He is the author of 18 books. His newest book is Peaceful Heart, Warrior Spirit. I know he doesn't need any introduction to any of our listeners because Dan has been doing this a long time and and he has been such an influence and role model for so many people as uh, but I will for people who might be just joining just say he is a former world champion athlete uh, a gymnast which we can talk about a university coach martial arts instructor college professor and of course his um best-selling book, Way of the Peaceful Warrior, was made into a movie starring Nick Nolte. Welcome, Dan, to Star Style. Be the star you are. Thank you, Cynthia. A delight to be with you. Well, I am so happy to have you back on the show. I know you have been um, in the last... How many, I don't know, I've been doing this show 20-something years now, and I know I've had you on several times, and it's so exciting that you have a new book. But this one is really different, Peaceful Heart, Warrior Spirit, The True Story of My Spiritual Quest. Because most of your other books, you've always combined truth and fiction, you know, to make it a little bit more interesting. So why don't you start, Dan, by just saying what made you decide to... Um, to write something that was just going to be more of a memoir that really was truth. Well, this is my first memoir. I, it had to wait until now. I wanted to write it in that in-between space uh, while I have uh, good mental faculties, but also... Yeah, that's a good I idea, to, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, We exactly. never know these days, yeah. <laughs> yeah, never know. Uh, and I have more life to look back on than forward to. I'm, uh, I'm going to turn 76 next month. Um, and Happy so birthday. Of, Are you an Aquarius? Well, thank you. you. Actually, uh, or, I know Pisces, actually. You're and, a Pisces. And, okay. And my birthday is 2-22-2022. How about oh, that? Oh, wow. This is going to be a really good birthday, isn't it? Oh, yes. Wow. Well, they all, I they love all, that. Okay. Every, I'm sorry. I didn't day. mean to interrupt you, but um, every, I you thought. Know, it's funny. There's a saying, we only have one birthday. Uh, yeah. The rest, then we have a lot of anniversaries of our birth. Well, this one's definitely, I think, going to be maybe the one. I mean, yeah, we only have one birthday because it's the only day that we're born, right? But yeah. this, I don't you love the idea that it's 2-22-22? I just love all those numbers. Isn't that fun? Yes, um, it's super And, and you fun. know, some, some of my work deals with numbers, but that's not what I'm about right now. Today, yeah. uh, it's, it's more 
uh, it was time to share and acknowledge my lineage. So many teachers, we, we don't really know how they came up with the different ideas, techniques, wisdom they have as if they had a divine revelation. But we all stand on the shoulders of other people. And this mm-hmm. gave me a chance to acknowledge and also share them with the readers. So four extraordinary mentors, uh, each radically different from, from the others. So, so the first different. part of the book. Oh, well, you, yeah, you saw that. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, the professor, one, the guru, the warrior pe- priest, and the sage. And I hope you're going to exactly. take some time to, to kind of delineate a little bit about each of them. Sure, I'm happy to do that. And then also to share with your listeners um, some very practical things. Not that I learned necessarily from my mentors. They more sowed seeds and opened me up to certain insights uh, that of my own. So I was able to take elements of their work, um, but not try to communicate all of it. It would be overwhelming, as, as you saw from the book. Um, so... Some of these things are going to be sort of Dan originals, at least original expressions. You know, Andre Gide once said, everything that needs to be said has already been said. Right, exactly. But but it needs to be said again because no one was really paying attention. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, and don't we have to hear things seven times before it really sinks in? Isn't Isn't that what all the marketers and things say? So. I do think that we have to um, we do have to repeat it. And even though sometimes we think we've come up with these ideas on our own, what you said uh, at the beginning, we're all standing on the shoulders of giants. I mean, I really don't think there are too many new things. It's just somehow we put our own spin on them. And that's what makes it original is that nobody can do it the way you can do it. Yes, exactly. In fact, one of the central tenets of what I teach this approach to living, I call the Peaceful Warrior's Way, is that there's no best teacher, book, religion, philosophy, diet, exercise system, martial art, and so on. There's only the best for each of us at a given time of our life. So life's an experiment. We have to find out what works for us. That's right. And this is why I really enjoyed reading Peaceful Heart, Warrior Spirit. And I've read all your other books as well. But I, I but I, I really like the fact that you were sharing really personally who you were. And um, you talked about Socrates. I mean, that was something that always came up of who was he? I'm going to let you tell the story. <laughs> well, he was based on a fellow I met in a, in a service station about three in the morning, as I described it in Way of the Peaceful Warrior and elsewhere. In Berkeley, right. In, Ber- in Berkeley. Uh, but more than that, he became really a literary character um, from that first meeting. I was inspired to draw upon that old guy to show you could learn wisdom from uh, from any source, surprising places, even in a service station. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he became just like uh, uh, Daniel San had Mr. Miyagi and the Karate Kid and King Arthur had Merlin. Um, and uh, Carlos Castaneda had Don Juan. Uh, there have been. Many, many. Oh, of course, we must not, mustn't forget Frodo and Gandalf. Yeah, we just, um, yeah. <laughs> well, how about so, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know who played, or, or how about Yoda? You know, and Yoda. Uh, oh Kenobi, my God. Yeah. yeah. So there's so in literature there there are this. It was a way that I could convey what I'd learned through uh, the first two mentors. Actually, um, after that point, that's when I wrote Way of the Peaceful Warrior just to share everything I had learned that I wanted to share with other people. I had no idea if anybody would want to read the book, but I knew I had to write it. So that was a combination of how can I express this? And I I created a story around my life 
Um, but as, as you said, fictional elements were woven in for the sake of story and the teachings. Um, and and that makes it very fascinating because especially when you're starting, I don't want to say just starting out because you weren't really just starting out then. But I, I think that sometimes when we when we enhance the story a bit, it becomes more um, uh, more readable or people can can kind of digest it more and say, oh, that's so fascinating. Because, you know, I mean, but the reality is when you tell your truth, too, that's pretty fascinating. Well, Picasso said it well. He said, art is a lie that helps us to see the truth. Mm-hmm. That's and so I was, I was trying to convey not facts, but truth. And, and I've, I've been straightforward ever since I wrote the book. I, I let people know it wasn't like I insisted it was all true, um, but much of it was. And of course, reading Peaceful Heart, Warrior Spirit, you find the story behind the story. And it's absolutely true in terms of the memories. I checked it with relatives and friends. Um, and expressed it in my own way, but there, there's no fiction woven in there. Mm-hmm. So it is the true story. Now, true stories aren't necessarily more interesting than fiction, but in this case, as you saw, there, there have been, I start, I start the, the book after the preface, which has a few revelations. I start the book uh, in midair, appropriate for my life, um, at Royal Albert Hall in London, where I'm competing in the World Trampoline Championship. As a, exactly. Uh, that, you know, that, it's just so amazing to me that you did all this, and then you had that incredibly horrible injury, which you recovered from after great, great, uh, uh, great challenges. But, you know, when I was reading that, I was wondering how you felt about uh, Simone Biles. And, you know, and how what she did with the Olympics, because it just seemed that was such an incredible global conversation about mental health that she brought to the foreword. I did actually post on my Facebook page uh, um, my complete support for Simone. I don't know her personally, but I can relate. I've had the twisties myself a couple of times in my career where you just lose your way in the air. And I think she made a daring choice, the most courageous choice she could make. And, and it allowed um, Sunni Lee and, and others to step forward and, yes. uh, and win the day. So I, I think I was just completely supportive. She was doing the best thing for her and, in a sense, the team, I think. And the team. And um, I mean, because you're a coach. I mean, you know, you, you coached yeah. uh, gymnastics. You've been a professor. I mean, you know that side. You know both sides. You know being the athlete and being the coach. And so it's. I thought that was it was fascinating to me to be reading Peaceful Heart, Warrior Spirit, and then also at the same time to be, you know, seeing what she was, uh, she was doing. But anyway, let's get back to what you were here. You're in London, you're doing the world uh, trampoline. Um, and I'll let you take it away again. <laughs> well, many people imagine backyard trampolines, you just jump up and down and maybe try a flip. But actually, if anybody's seen Olympic diving off the 10-meter uh, tower, imagine 10 bounces in a row more difficult than almost mm. anything that is done on the diving tower. 10 in a row. If anybody just uh, looks at YouTube and the World Trampoline Championships, they may be amazed. These guys are bouncing uh, almost 30 feet high every bounce, doing twisting triple somersaults in a row. It's just amazing stuff. The, uh, they've got better every year after I won it. Um, they kept improving. That was 50 years ago, mm. uh, more or less. So the point is, 
um, to get back to, you know, maybe your listeners are, well, yeah, but what, you know, what will I get out of this? What is this for me? And I was sort of an oddball coach. Uh, I was on the fringes. For example, one of a coach from USC came up to Stanford where I was coaching and said, Dan, I, I heard rumors you have your gymnast meditate before they compete. And I went, of course not. I wouldn't do that. I have them meditate while they're competing. While they compete. <laughs> I know. I loved that. Uh, but um, that's yeah. the, that is how you become a really, really focused athlete. To me, that made total sense. Yes, good. Well, it would to you, but it didn't to him at the time. It, it didn't. Was more of a, it wasn't as popular as it is today with yoga and meditation becoming much more popular. I also advise my athletes, don't dedicate your life to your training. Dedicate your training to your life. Mm-hmm. And because that's the path of mastery when someone realizes that this is a path of personal development, not just a sport. It's, it's a path, not just uh, playing a musical instrument, not just doing math, not just raising children, but all these things are ways or paths uh, to um, our development as human beings. And every challenge is a form of spiritual weight training. If you don't lift any weights, you don't get stronger. So that's why I encourage people to embrace. Um, They don't have to pretend to like it, but when difficulties happen, adversity of one kind or another, as I've faced, as we've all faced, um, I encourage them to remember that they will end up a little stronger and a little wiser uh, because of uh, having to roll up their sleeves and tackle that. And do the work. Well, you know, when you talk about adversity, something I never really knew about about you is that you actually had been bullied when you were in school. And yes. of course, then you you go on and you write that you write the Peaceful Warrior books and you can become a martial artist, etc. Uh, bullying is such a terrible thing that's going on today. What do you say to people who are bullied out there right now and actually to the bullies themselves? What would be a message that you would want them to know besides, you know, have a peaceful heart and a warrior spirit. Sure, sure. Um, well, first of all, I, I have some gratitude, not to the bullies, but for them. Because, um, well, first of all, the reason, one reason I got bullied, I, I was a peaceful little kid, a nice little kid. Um, but I was also, my mother loved to work. And so as soon as she could get me in kindergarten, she did. And I ended up all uh, I, I was the youngest in my kindergarten class, the youngest in my first grade class, right up through college. I was always the youngest kid. Also, I was very small in stature, about five foot six inches. So because I was small and I was usually younger, I just and also I probably talked more than I should have. <laughs> so I ended up, uh, yeah, attracting the attention of some bullies at different occasions that I mentioned in, in the book. Yeah, and that's what that's what led me to an interest in learning self-defense, uh, which didn't culminate until literally 50 years after the bullies had faded from my life. Um, but I did study various arts. Uh, I tried boxing, but I didn't really like hitting other people or getting hit. So I went to judo, uh, studied that for a while, and then karate and, and Okinawan style, and then Aikido and, and Tai Chi, and some Kali uh, of some Filipino arts and one called Sistema as well, a Russian martial art, uh, more recently. So it led me into the martial arts, uh, which I really appreciated because in, in sports you can lose a point or a game, but in martial arts, the, the tradition is you can lose your life. So there's a certain sincerity in the martial arts, training mind, body, and spirit. 
And so I took that. That was the beginning of my spiritual training with gymnastics. Um, it prepared me. I knew how to focus on the present moment. Now, you don't have to be an athlete. You don't have to be a martial artist in order to grow and to, to expand. And the warrior spirit is not about fighting. It's the acknowledgement that we need to stand up tall inside of ourselves. No matter what feelings and thoughts are arising, we can still stand up tall and bring that to life, roll up our sleeves and tackle what we need to, uh, rather than feeling like a victim. So when I say we're striving for a peaceful heart, we're striving for a sense of equanimity and serenity amidst the chaos and the changes of everyday life. Because life comes at us in waves of change that we can neither control nor predict, but we can learn to surf. And th that's really, uh, yeah, that's. Well, that's and that's what what's, and that is really what's critical. Well, Dan, I wanted to talk to you a little bit of, about your gurus and what I, and I'll let people read the book. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Dan Millman. He is the author of many books, Way of the Peaceful Warrior, but today's book is Peaceful Heart, Warrior Spirit. In it, he talks about the four main gurus in his life, and they were incredibly um, different. But I wanted to get to the point of cult because so many different uh, people seem to want to follow a quote unquote guru or a leader. And I know that I think it was in the 80s. I mean, I had I had several of my acting colleagues that were, you know, all in these different groups and some of them turned out not to be so nice as as your guru perhaps wasn't so much in the later years so could you maybe define what you feel is a cult could you talk about that that uh, thread you know that steel thread on how yes. to break it so i mean it's yes. obviously pretty tough even though there might not be doors that are locking you in it might be hard to leave once you're part of it Yes, that's very true. And to provide a context, let me just remind your listeners that my four mentors, uh, they have re they're real people with real names I go into in the book, but I call the, you know, I refer to them as the professor, the guru, the warrior priest, and the sage, all very different approaches. And those who people look to a guru, it was the guru himself that reminded us of the three approaches to spiritual life that correspond to the three phases of human life childhood, adolescence, and adulthood. And the, in the childhood of our spiritual seeking, we may, there are people who seek a parent to tell them what to do, to give all their power to, to project all knowing and wisdom on this guru. And they approach like children with devotion to tell me what to do, tell me how to live. Um, and there's nothing wrong with this phase any more than there's something wrong with childhood. There isn't, of course, but we need to grow through it. So then we hit adolescence. And the adolescent approach to spiritual life, according to the guru, is you reject all authority. Only I know what's best for me. All these people are charlatans and fakes and so on. Question authority. Um, and eventually, though, we reach adulthood or maturity where we find wisdom in unexpected places. And we don't reject. We don't automatically accept. But we use our discernment. So... In the, in the case of the guru, he even talked about cults once. He mm -hmm. said, there are many cults. There are cults around movie stars and musicians and, and sports teams. Uh, the question is, is a cult, um, which is just a group centered around a central figure um, or idea, is it benign or is it manipulative? And that's really what you want to look at. And 
uh, one of the central themes in my book are every mentor, every teacher, every master is a human being and every human has flaws and foibles. So we need to not project and idealize them, but accept them as human beings for their strengths and for their weaknesses. And, you know, I think what we also take away from anyone that we study with or work with in some way, and you've said this in your book, you said it in Peaceful Warrior, Warrior Spirit, and I totally agree because I've always told my um, clients and to do the same thing is to study with many people because we learn something from everyone. And you don't want to just become, you know, a mimic of one person, but everybody has something to share. And if you just take a little bit from each different teacher that you have, then you can create your own life or your own course or whatever it is that you feel, because that's how that's how we go from student to teacher. Uh, and I think we all have that ability and responsibility to pass on some of the knowledge that we have learned if others you know, are interested in hearing it. That is so true. Um, you know, there's one light, but many lamps. There and it is. That, that, that opens room for each of us to share our wisdom with other people, whether it's for our friends, relatives, to be a good role model, a good example. That's how we teach. So in these tough times, what do you recommend for people to keep that a, a heart that is filled with peace and a spirit that is nonviolent but still is standing up for oneself? Peaceful heart, warrior spirit. Exactly. What to sum it up? What would you say? To sum it up, um, a young man came up to me after a talk I gave at college and said, "Dan, you you do one-on-one consultations, but uh, you must charge a lot." He said, "So, what can you tell a poor college student for a dollar?" And he gave me a dollar, and I said <laughs> six. I said six words that could change his life. I gave him a lifetime practice, and those six words were: here and now, breathe and relax. And these are the four, these are central things to remember in the stresses of everyday life. When our minds run from the past to the future, memory to imagination, uh, and we forget to live right now in this moment. You want to simplify your life, focus on what's in front of you and take a deep breath. Remember that that's in our control and relax the body. Even if we feel stressed, it's not stress that hurts us. It's stress plus tension. Mm. By effect, by reducing the tension and taking a deep breath, um, we ameliorate and reduce many of the negative effects of stress. So that's what I would say to deal with the elements of today is, and uh, with a peaceful heart, but also that warrior spirit, is here and now. Breathe here and, and now, breath and relax. Breathe and, and relax. relax. That's yes. really, really great. I mean, I think we we all need to listen more. We definitely need to live in the present time because that's all we have. We have no idea what the next second is going to hold for us. So, you know, savor what we have. And being focused on our breath helps us so much for the next thing to relax. Uh, I know that just today I had to do a a speak at uh, a high school and just on the way there, I was just practicing my breathing and I immediately came to that, what you just said. Oh, that just relaxed me so much just to breathe. Yeah. So that's such a good tip. Well, um, Dan, I just, and you know, the other thing I wanted to say before we go is I just realized in reading your book that my first literary agent was the same as yours, Michael and Elizabeth. Oh, and yes. Uh, 
Yeah, Pavada Larson. I yeah. I didn't realize that before. And and my my first book was actually published by Celestial Arts Ten Speed. So oh, how about that? How well, that's, it's a small world. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I you know it's interesting because sometimes we don't know these things and we're running in the same circles. <laughs> so right, right. anyway, so I want to just give your website out to um to everyone and make sure to go there. The name of the book. The new book is Peaceful Heart, Warrior Spirit, The True Story of My Spiritual Quest, author Dan Millman. And the website is peacefulwarrior.com. You can find him on Twitter at PWDan, Facebook, facebook.com official Peaceful Warrior. And he's also on Instagram at Dan Millman PW. The PW is Peaceful Warrior. Uh, and but his website is filled, just filled with so much information and a, a litany of all his other books, which if you want to have them on audio, you can get them like that as well. He's got e-courses and you're still speaking places and all of everything. So Dan is doing a lot of good work out there. I'm just so glad that you're happy. And I loved it that Joy reads all of your manuscripts. I'm not sure my husband's ever read any of my books. <laughs> Um, so I just wish you lots of peace and joy and continue what you're doing and a long, 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 long life because, uh, so many people are looking up to the information and sage that you are providing, Dan. I really thank you for coming on Star Style. Thank you, Cynthia. And, and I appreciate your, the outreach you afford. So many thank you. People. Thank you. Thank you. And with that, I also want to let our listeners know that when you tune in on Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific on Express Yourself Teen Radio, Dan will be a guest on that show and he'll be interviewed by our teens. We'll, we'll have a totally different take on, I'm sure, on One the Book because that show is always unedited, uncensored. So it's always fun, isn't it, Dan, to get the younger voices in there too, to find out what I'm they're thinking? I'm looking forward. Looking I, forward. They're really, it's so amazing. So yes. again, the website, peacefulwarrior.com, author Dan Millman. His newest book, Peaceful Heart, Warrior Spirit. But while you're on his website, check out his other books because you will be inspired. And then you can actually read about Socrates and you can find out who is he and what is he saying. Dan, thanks so much for joining me on Star Style. Be the star you are. My pleasure. I will be back in a bit with more. We're going to be talking about a green new year as well as purging and decluttering so that you can make your life streamlined and more peaceful with a peaceful heart and a warrior spirit. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. We are live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. Peace. I'll be right back. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be the Star You Are. 
99 gifts and be the star you are for teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Well, Cynthia Bryan is back. Thank you for staying with me on this quest for a peaceful heart with a warrior spirit. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Dan Millman. Um, Just really a, a terrific book. I didn't give you the miracle moment for today, so I'll do it now. The miracle moment's brought to you by Be The Star You Are charity. So please visit bethestarur.org. And this is from Christopher Morley. There is only one success, to be able to spend your life in your own way. I think that leads us right into um, what Dan was talking about and what I always talk about here on Be The Star You Are because we only have one life to live and we should try to make it as great as possible. So now I wanted to get into uh, talking about a green new year. I hope that you are having a great year so far and that you're staying healthy. It has been a, a challenging couple of years for sure. So William Blake said, in seed time learn, in harvest teach, and in winter enjoy. So it's been rainy days and nights here in California, although that's been very uh, a welcome respite to our dry, drought-driven California. And it is such a delight to witness hills of green and to listen to the rushing waters in our creeks. In the past few weeks, seeds and weeds have germinated, providing a really lush look to every landscape, which is something we haven't seen here in California for a while. Now, green is the color of life, of renewal, and most of all, it's the color of nature. So 
we are very fortunate to behold green spaces and places as the new year kicks off. It just seems like it's setting a, a nice tone for us. Now, we had a recent atmospheric river again. And after it, I went to check on the Brussels sprouts and sugar snap peas that I had uh, previously planted. And to my surprise and delight, the gravel path that I had put in was now covered with sprouted arugula and nasturgeum, which was really a most delicious unplanned encounter. I imagine the seeds blew in from the vegetable garden. And what it did is it bestowed upon me a ready-made salad corridor. And in another area, I had camel meal, which has covered the ground like a lavish lime carpet. Now, of course, there are weeds. They're appearing as ground covers. They've made their appearance as well. There's one that's called the common cut-leaf geranium. It's a wild weed, also known as cut-leaved cranesbill, and it blankets my hillside. Now, right now, it's beautiful. It is so pretty because it is just really flat. Um, but it will grow up and then it will prevent other plants from developing. And by spring, it'll have these um, tiny pink florets. So the recommendation that I give is you have to control it spread early as each plant can produce 150 seeds or more. And those seeds remain viable for five to 10 years. So that means I have a lot of work to do, but I'm not gonna do it till the rainy season is really almost over because it's holding the hillside. Now in winter, wisteria is a tangle of bare branches. My purple wisteria has twined its way into my flowering pear, which makes for a very artistic tableau with the pear blossoms peeking out from the brambles. But fresh leaves have emerged on the loquat tree and the magnolia trees have this shining, brilliant green. For color in the garden right now, it's Society Garlic, Virginia, Narcissus, and Roses. And they are offering that, that you know, pretty sparkle um, to the emerald landscape. Now, my naked lady bulbs have sprouted their gorgeous green leaves. They're commonly mistaken for agapanthus fronds. And I write about naked ladies often in my newspaper uh, articles but they're because they're really the foundation of my late summer garden. They have those long naked necks and pretty pink faces. But this week I've been shooting photos of their green leaves because they really enhance the beauty of the barren earth. They're just really spectacular. My garden has entered the new year in decent enough shape that I will be able to enjoy the winter. And if you haven't gardened before, 2022 will be the time to personalize and customize your outdoor experience because it will reduce your stress. You can smell the roses and you can eat what you grow. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention released a survey that found that 42% of Americans experienced anxiety or depression in 2021 compared to just 11% pre-pandemic. Let me say that again, 42% of Americans experienced anxiety or depression this past year compared to just 11% before. So growing, giving, and receiving flowers, herbs, vegetables, and fruits triggers that feel-good hormone that can heal. Now, most seeds that are being sold this year will be for edibles, as more and more people are realizing that growing what we want to consume is easy, it's nutritious, and it's better for the planet. The Garden Media Group reported that in 2021, 18.3 million people 
took up gardening for the first time. And their interest levels were pretty much equal between men and women. 80% of the younger generation consider gardening a worthwhile and a very cool endeavor because they are concerned with climate change. They're concerned with plant and wildlife extinction. And they're uh, really concerned with food equity as it escalates where people don't have enough food. And people who have children are especially interested in growing organic and natural foods. So purchasing grow your own kits that include um, uh, uh, the seeds and the container and the plants, the fertilizer, maybe supports, as well as selling or making raised beds. They're expected to be very high demand this year. Also adding native plants to increase biodiversity and forage for the birds and wildlife will also be a critical ingredient. The National Wildlife Federation launched a guide for wildlife collection of like keystone native plants that are gonna attract insects that will feed 95% of backyard bird species. So if you really love birds as I do, I'm trying to get to know more of my neighborhood birds. Um, it's a pastime that a lot of people are trying to do, but you might want to pick that up and make sure to provide forage for them as you will really enjoy their symphonic tunes. And just remember that you do not need a large landscape to have a garden. You can just buy a planter box or a container that'll fit on your porch, on your balcony, on your patio, or even on your windowsill. And then you can start planting a mixture of flowers, ornamentals, and edibles. Many flowers are both beautiful and edible. Some of those include violets, nasturtium, pansies, tulip petals, daylilies, bee balm, calendula, roses, hostas, and you can eat the flowers of any herbs. So by making 2022 the year to embrace organic methods, add more plants to your dining menu and you can compost the leftovers, we can each do our part to reduce our carbon footprint. So this year, as you write your goals and resolutions for 2022, I encourage you to keep a green journal and add gardening to the top of your list. You will be rewarded with a more peaceful mind and a soulful spirit, a kinder heart, and a body that is nourished. So cultivate green, and together we will dig deeper to sustain and nurture our environment not only for ourselves, but for future generations. So you can make gardening part of your peaceful heart, warrior spirit method for 2022. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about purging and decluttering a little bit. And we might give a bit of a recap of what's happened since the insurrection of January 6th. Don't go away. Stay with me and um, be strong. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. The star you the annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. 
a top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. BeTheStarYouAre.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show well, business we are back, and uh, we have been having a bit of a party here. It is our first show, back for the new year. So hoping to give you some thoughts and, uh, you know, some inspiration to get you grounded and get you sprouted for 2022. But while I was doing that, I wanted just to revisit uh, January 6, 2021, which is one year tomorrow. So we're at 364 days since January 6. It just seems like it went so quickly. That's when a very violent mob of supporters of the then President Donald Trump stormed the U.S. Capitol in an attack that left multiple people dead, more than 140 officers injured, and more than 700 and something people have been charged by the Justice Department. So, of course, everybody knows that there's a bipartisan select committee that is probing the insurrection. Some people call it a riot or a protest, but it was an insurrection. It was not a normal tourist <laughs> tourist day at the Capitol. Uh, So I just thought I would give you a few of the numbers because I thought this was kind of astounding. The oldest person that was has been charged in connection with the January 6th Capitol riot was 80 years old. And he was an army veteran that sounds 80 years old. My gosh. Um, The youngest was 18, and it was a teenager that was from Milton, Georgia. These are people that are charged. The number of states that people who were arrested came from were 46. 163 um, is the number of capital rioters who have entered guilty pleas in connection already to the riot. That's according to NPR. 140 plus police officers were injured during that time. And that's according to the officials from the U.S. Capitol Police and the Metropolitan Police Departments. Sadly, four uh, police, Capitol Police officers committed suicide following the attack. And it was approximately six hours that Congress was delayed in certifying the victory of Joe Biden over Donald Trump in the electrical, in electrical, it's felt like an electrical uh, experiment, didn't it? The Electoral College. Um, 147 Republicans voted against certifying the election after the attack. That really surprised me because it seems to me no matter what what party you're part of, this is America and democracy was really threatened that day. There were 25 tweets and retweets that Trump's uh, Twitter feed 
that and the latest one was at I don't know if it was the latest. There was one at 6:01 uh, p.m. Eastern that said these are the things and events that happen when a sacred landslide election victory is unceremoniously and viciously stripped away from great patriots who have been badly and fairly untreated for so long. Remember this day forever. That just doesn't seem very presidential for anybody to send um, and just keep spreading that that big, big lie. The cost in dollars of the damage to the Capitol building, according to the architect of the Capitol, is $1.5 million. And 100 plus people, businesses and entities have received subpoenas from the committee have um, to investigate the attack. 275 plus number of witnesses that January 6th committee has heard from so far, and that's according to routers. And there are over 35,000 pages of records obtained by the select committee so far that include texts, emails, phone records. That That's just amazing, it's just amazing. The longest number of months um, that anybody's been sentenced so far was Robert Palmer, 63 months. He's a 50-year-old, 54-year-old Florida resident, and um, he pleaded guilty to assaulting law enforcement officers with a dangerous weapon. But here's the sad part. 75% of Trump voters now convinced the election was rigged and stolen. 54% of Trump voters view the attack at, on the Capitol as unjustified, 27% of U.S. voters think the next election will be free and fair, and 84% of American adults are worried about the future of democracy. I definitely am worried about the future of democracy. And 60% of people believe that an attack like this one that happened on January 6th could or will happen again. And that, those statistics scare me. So I do hope that uh, justice gets served and the people who perpetrated this um, suffer the consequences because they absolutely deserve them. We cannot allow anything like this to happen here in the United States of America. We really are all one and it doesn't matter what party you belong to. Let's just fight for democracy and, and our, our normal freedoms. Now, um, let's talk about decluttering for a bit because it's the new year and this might be the year for you to get organized finally and per possibly you can purge a few things. I mean, we bring things into our, our lives that we think are going to enrich our quality of life and then one day we realize that all this multitude of possessions is actually detracting from our lives. So it would sure be great to get organized as painlessly as possible and find the right spots for everything that we want to keep. So these are some recommendations from a lot of different people. And I just kind of put them all together, kind of, you know, like le learning from teachers than just giving you what I think is sounds like good advice. So every um, three months or so, perhaps reserve one morning, could be any morning of the week, and if you're, if you're a family, maybe it's a Saturday or Sunday for a family clean out, just set a timer, 30 minutes and have each person in your family find things he or she wants to get rid of, to donate or to throw out, to box up, whatever. 
And then reward yourselves by, you know, ordering in lunch or going out if it's safe. That seems like a fun thing to do. And avoid zigzag organizing. Scattering your efforts over multiple rooms will prevent you from seeing progress. So if you want visible, dramatic results, you've got to work at one room at a time, one section at a time, and complete each area before you move on. And when you're trying to decide whether to keep something, you do want to ask yourself these questions. Do I love it? Do I use it? Or would it be better off giving it to someone else? Now, if you're a follower of uh, Marie Kondo and her idea of, she just really likes the minimalist look, but she, her idea is always to ask, does it bring you joy? And I think that is a good idea. If it brings you joy, it's a good way to tidy up. And People who have decided when they look at something, if it gives them joy, have said that it has helped their lives in so many ways, reorganizing their homes. Some people have quit their jobs, started new businesses, increased sales at work, avoided a divorce, or maybe they got a divorce. Or they even shed excess weight. It, there's not any single organizing strategy that's going to work for everyone. But if you can just find a few things that work for you, that is going to be helpful. Now, a system that's a natural extension of your habits is easier to stick with than one that forces really dramatic change. So set up solutions right where clutter collects, such as you might want to just have um, either a box or a pail or shelves where People are going to put their family shoes or other equipment. I know when our kids were young, what we did is we designated uh, one big closet and made that our sports closet. And that's where we put all the baseball bats and the tennis rackets and the skis and the water skis and the snowshoes and the scuba gear and, uh, you know, just everything that could. So that when anybody was hunting for something, they had to get their soccer ball or whatever you would just go right to that closet and there would be your uniforms and there would be everything you needed. So if you can designate one area, it's going to clean it up. Now, give frequently accessed papers like menus, sports schedules, phone directories, a dedicated spot. Instead of piling things on the counter or stuck to the fridge, you know, if you're going to keep paper, Maybe make a binder and put a three-hole punch in it and then label everything. Putting away my Christmas ornaments this year, I decided I needed to reorganize everything. I used to have some things in boxes, some things in bags, some things in original containers. And this year, after I my family left, I literally spent the, the week, I've, I've spent since Christmas, reorganizing and I got boxes for everything. I labeled everything. I went through everything and it, it's, I can't tell you how wonderful it feels to put things away in an org organized fashion. It'll be very easy for me next year to decorate because I went way over the top this year in decoration and I couldn't imagine how I was going to storm. And interestingly enough, because I went through everything after the fact and threw out what I didn't want, donated, etc., I have more room in my storage area. So I'm really excited about that. The same thing should go for um, things that are broken or torn, like create a, a repair center. 
anything that needs mending, toys that need batteries, anything that needs gluing or fixing, you should have one area where things that are broken that need to be fixed that are waiting a project, a time that you can, has one place. I know when I was a little girl, my dad was the big fixer. Um, and he had a, a desk and he had one area of his desk, desk and that's where if something broke, a bracelet broke, whatever, it would go there. Now, I'm the fixer in our family. And so I have a, an area in the laundry room that is my fix-it basket. And as, whenever I have extra time, I get in there and I try to do, you know, get everything fixed at least once a week. So the, it's always kind of clean. Now, if you have a lot of sentimental items or even one sentimental item that you're no longer using and you know, you were going to put it in a box, in a closet, in a basement or an attic where you're never going to honor it. Maybe what you want to do is just take a photo of it and then put it in a scrapbook or put it on your digital picture frame. And then you could donate the item and maybe it would give some wonderful um, joy to somebody else. And that's also a space saving technique. And it's also very respectful. Now, Another thing is uh, focus on your to-do list will also clear your mental clutter. So include your three most important tasks and don't let less important busy work distract you. So write it down. If you complete everything on your list, great. If not, at least you know you spent time on the highest priority things. I like to spend a few minutes every night getting my to-do list for the next day ready. So that way I don't have any surprises. Uh, for example, this week I'm going to be on um, a, a radio show myself and it's at 5 a.m. in the morning and it is the Lawn and Garden radio show out of Florida, which is a, a very popular show. It's on all the networks. Anyway, I have to do the show at 5 a.m. my time because it broadcasts in Florida live at 8 a.m. Um, I don't like that kind of time, but I will be prepared because I'll have everything ready the night before. So I really suggest that. Every time you arrive home, clear your car of anything that doesn't permanently belong in it. So you might want to keep a tote or a basket in the car just for this purpose and then you can put everything in it and then carry it into the car. Or if you have a lot of people in the car and a lot of groceries, tell everybody, you know, you can't leave empty-handed. Then something that could be fun for you to do is to uh, make clutter busting a family game. Now, what you could do is you write a task on ping pong balls and each person would choose a ball, complete the task, and then choose another one. After 30 minutes, whoever has the most balls that they completed, right, gets the prize. And, you know, depending what the, the prize is going to be, maybe they don't have to do the chores the next time. So there's lots of decluttering things that, that you can do. But start small, do, because by the inch, it's a cinch. If you try to tackle too much, you're going to get overwhelmed and nobody wants to be overwhelmed because that's when you stop. So do a little bit every day, try tackle a drawer or tackle a closet and then go move from there. Well, thanks for being great listeners, allowing me to be with you every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Make sure you're always tuned to 
Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and to Voice America Network, where you'll always find some really great shows, great advice. You can change your life and make your dreams come true. For more information about Star Style Productions or myself, please visit CynthiaBryan.com. To make a donation to Be the Star You Are charity or to get involved, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. My aim, as always, is to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. I want you to see beyond your physical being. Know you're already the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past. Dream of the future. But please celebrate this moment because it's all you have. And read a book this week. It's like a garden in your pocket. I recommend Peaceful Warrior, Warrior Spirit by Dan Millman. Make sure you visit his website. And until next week, when we celebrate once again, remember, love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you. Be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Have a wonderful week. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference, and happy, happy new year. Stay healthy. Stay happy. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.